Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Metal Shop's Backstage Pass, episode number 61. Hey, what's up? What's up? Oh, you just grabbed the wrong mic. There you go. Now, oh. There you are. All right, all right. I'm on, guys. Now we're back. All right. There he is. My name's Ian. That's Kevin. Hey. Also, Ryan the Beard. Yo, yo. Just got back from Red Fest. Mm-hmm. Sunburnt on my dome. And we're all shockingly sober. Yeah. Ish. Me Ish. Espe- uh, you guys especially. Me slightly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Red Fest was fun. I didn't catch a sunburn. I had a couple beers. Talked to a couple friends. Saw Devils Hunt Me Down play. Yeah. That was rad. Devils Hunt Me Down was rad. Piston Ready was really good, too. Misha, shout out to her. She kills it. And uh, also, I didn't know that uh, that Dana was in that band as well, with Dana from Witchburn and uh, owner of El Corazon. Yeah. uh, I guess they're just kind of a duo. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. I didn't get to see them in person because when we went to go get our food from the grilled cheese place, they lost our ticket. And so we were standing there just talking for 30 minutes, and then half an hour goes by, and we're like, wait a second. Weren't we supposed to eat? Weren't we here for a reason? Oh, man. And I was like, hey, Damn. where's my fish sandwich? Fish sandwich. Fish sandwich. Did you guys see that too guy early for a fish sandwich? who made those who wants a fish or can you give me a fish sandwich t-shirts? <laughs> no, I yeah. want one. There was a guy who obviously a huge listener of the men's room, obviously, because uh, he made a buttload of these fish sandwich t-shirts and just handed them out to people. That's tight. It was super so killer. Awesome. Too early for a fish sandwich? <laughs> fish sandwich. Traffic uh, Jam Jimmy, dude. Looked at it on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, it was a good day, and uh, it was super beautiful. So, yeah, di- didn't you find a bunch of free beer tickets? Yeah, I found like nine free beer tickets oh just sitting on the ground. <laughs> I didn't use them; I gave them out mostly. And then I realized that I could have just been drinking free beers in the VIP section the entire time anyway. So, oh, it was yeah, all for naught. Yeah. Well. Oh no! I had too many free beers. <laughs> Charmed life. Anybody Ian. want some free beers? Anyway, you guys have a good week. Hell yeah! It's been had a good so week. So sunny. Had a great week. Ryan, uh, why don't Kevin, you start? Kevin, How was your week? Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Uh, we'll start with you, Ryan. I had a pretty good week. Just hung out at home for the most part. It was good. It, it looks good. like you're working on growing out your big gray beard hairs. I am. More. I am. It's, it's getting a little peppery, man. Is it kind of like you just squint and squeeze your butthole really hard and like another one just goes <laughs> boink and boink. pops out of your chin? Well, I, I tried I tried doing that. It's uh, <laughs> Supposedly, that's a method that works, but uh, I ended up just farting. So oh, okay. Didn't, didn't oh, there it is. Nice. Thing is, though, like you, you have so few of them that you could literally count them. I, my guess, I like, see seven. It, what we should do is, if you count or if you guess the correct number of hairs, uh, gray hairs in Ryan's beard, you get a prize from what, Ryan. What's the prize? What is it? One of my beard hairs. You don't get a laminate. <laughs> yeah, laminate. no, but it's got to be like one of your pube hairs. <laughs> oh. No, like all right, you get one of the gray hairs. Dude, so I have, I'm guessing there's like thirty six. So uh, my buddy, uh, a good friend of mine, Mike, back home, just randomly knocked on my door one day, and he's like, dude, check this out. And he whips off his shirt, and he's like, look at this nip hair. And he had a nip (laughs) hair that was seriously six or seven inches long. Like this one random nip hair that was longer than my beard. And uh, I hadn't hadn't talked to him in in a very long time. He's (laughs) been doing awesome things. But he, uh, I got this text out of the blue, and it was just a picture 
and it just said it grew back. And it was a picture of this <laughs> absurdly long nip hair. That one hair follicle that- is like. Yeah! <laughs> Just going for it. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, man. Freaking Party a, time nipple. Yeah, human human body's a weird thing, man. Go nipple, go. <laughs> go nipple, go nipple, go. go. Yeah. Have you ever seen yeah. nipple get down? Uh, it's a green uh, machine. Uh, go nipple, go. Uh, uh, go. Go go go, 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 go. go nipple, go nipple, go. <laughs> I watched go that in my car <laughs> really? this week, yeah. How big is the screen in your car? It's like four inches by five inches. And so it's big enough to see. Where did you drive yeah. far enough to like watch the entire movie? Where was I driving home from? Um, I can't remember where I was coming home from. Huh. Honestly. Oh. Well. Oh, I was I was hanging out with my dad down in the south end, so it was like oh, half okay. an hour back from like you know the Candy's Till. Nice. Was it on DVD or? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I what happened is that I found this old like CD case at my parents' house because they're trying to. Obviously, I haven't lived there for like six years, and they're like, hey. Get all your shit out of Every here. Every time you come home, they give you like a box yeah, of new exactly. shit. They're like, get the so out. So I've been trying to help them by going through my room and grabbing the things I actually want mm-hmm. to own. And I found this sweet old corn CD case. Nice. That you would have bought from like Fred Meyer in like 1999. Sam like Goody FYI. or some shit. But yeah. it's like thick, dude. Like it's going to last forever. Corn. But I, I open it up and it's full of burned DVDs from Netflix. Nice, from Like dude. seven years ago. Sweet. Oh. When, remember like DVD burning technology was a brand new thing? I remember thing. your mom would yeah. get them yeah. from, the, uh, from the library. Yeah, get them from the library, just burn them, yep. and then return them. And then we'd just burn them for all our friends. So I had a whole bunch of, I had Star Trek in there, I had Ninja Turtles in there, I had like Con Air. Yeah. All kinds of, I don't know, just random great movies. Man, I remember when movie downloading first became a thing, and uh, I went over to a friend <laughs> of mine's house, and he's like, hey, you want to watch a movie? I'm like, yeah, what do you got? And he's like, dude, check it out. And he pulls out this binder with all these freaking movies. Like, how the hell did you get all these? What happened? And he's like, dude, download this program called Divix. Put it on oh, your yeah. computer, yep. and I will make you copies of all of these. Yeah, and then it turned into my buddy, uh, my buddy Wes had uh, just what turned out to be like four 500 gig hard drives just stacked up. And he'd be like, yeah, this is A through B. This is, you know. And he just was like, yeah, there's like 10,000 movies on each one of those. It's a bit He's overkill. Like, what the but... f-? He's like, yeah, literally every movie you could ever think of. Wow. Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, I got that. I got it. What you want? What you want? Dr. Zhivago. <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street, motherfucker. Yes, I do. Princess Mononoke up in this bitch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. That's rad. Uh, so, cool. Uh, I, tomorrow, am going to get my medical marijuana license renewed. Oh. It's gonna be interesting, because in about a week, you're not gonna be able to do it anymore. Really? We're about to shut down all these, like, for-profit, quote, doctors that are doing it all. That's crazy. So I had to, like, sneak in Mm -hmm. at the very tail end. Uh, It's gonna be packed as huh? Probably. Yeah. I have an appointment, though, so I can just walk in and be like, hey, motherfuckers. Is it the four evergreen thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, we'll find out. And they said, uh, yeah, you're only going to get six months because after that, you need to actually get it from your actual doctor. Doctor. Yeah, so then she said that to me on the phone, and I was like, well, what are you then? And she was just like, um, you know, we're just a clinic. I was like, oh, yeah, I know you are. I know what you are. I know what you are, motherfucker. Give me my license. Man, Give me I, my weed insurance. Man, I remember when uh when Montana first went the medical marijuana route, there was this guy, Jason Christ. And this guy used to line up Great just, name. Yeah, right? Dude used to line up two or three hundred people per thing and he would have these big, you know, marijuana sign up for medical card rally things. And you didn't even talk to the doctor. He sat you down right. in front of a right computer there. with Skype. 
Yeah, that's how a lot of they <laughs> yeah. that a lot of them do it. They just do it via Skype. Yeah, because a lot of them are in Eastern Washington or whatever, so they can do their stuff in person yeah. there, and then do it from Skype here. Wait, Some of them aren't even in this when state. I, when I got my Montana card, I went and sat down at the computer, and the doctor's <clears> like, "So, uh, what's wrong with you?" And I was like, "Well, I'm not stoned right now." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's fix that. And he and he was just like, "Well, do you have any actual medical ailments?" And I was like, "Well." I get a headache sometimes, and he's like, "All right, give me cool. your two hundred dollars." <laughs> yeah, have a nice day. No, well, uh, my friend who I was with at the time, he was just like, "Yeah, I'll pay for your thing to get your card if you let me be your grower guy." That's awesome. Like, awesome. Yeah. Nice. And the thing is, though, we're we're coming up on <clears throat> technically what is about to be seventeen years of legalized marijuana in the Northwest, in Washington mm-hmm. State, particularly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 1998 is when it started, 97 mm-hmm. even, maybe, was when it, they got the ball rolling on it. And so for that long, they have allowed this infrastructure to create itself. It's just like, uh, and it's been, you know, even longer than that because it's been illegal. You know, it's not like booze that was, you know, legalized again back in the 30s or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Marijuana's had 70 years or whatever to create this underground network. And now all of a sudden you're going, hey, guys. Buy it over here. From the state for like five times more. From the fucking state. And so what they're doing is they're actually just like taking away all of the like things that we had created, all the safety nets and like assurances that people who are into the medical marijuana literal industry, which has been created, multi-billion dollar industry, mm-hmm. which is not a big, you know, it's not just a little drop in the bucket. I don't know. I'm just frustrated because they're taking away all the freedoms that we had and they're going to make, you know, jail a realistic possibility for all the people who grow and anybody who carries more than an ounce if they decide to like go, oh, you've got an ounce and a half. You're going to jail. You're dead. Yeah, you're going to jail. You know, it's a reality. I mean, it's legal, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, they're not necessarily they're probably going to give you a ticket. But they could take you to jail. Yeah, they could if they were if you mouthed off to them or if you just felt like being a dick. Dick cops. Ooh, who would have ever thought that would be a reality? Anyway, so that's my. I'm doing that tomorrow. Wish me nice. luck. I don't know. Yeah. Good we'll luck, have sir. For another six months, and then the good good times are over. I don't know, Kevin. You turned thirty this week. I did. I had a birthday on t- uh, Wednesday. I had a birthday party on Tuesday. So shout out to our dude Tim, uh, our most loyal listener, for letting us kind of rage on his ba- balcony slash. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a balcony. What is that? Just it was a porch. We, porch. Yeah, big, big porch on the beach. Um, out on Alki was fucking sweet. Drank some beers and Ian grilled up some food. We grilled up a bunch of burgers and. Dude, some- I'm uh, I'm shocked how much. I got done on that little hibachi. It was pretty badass. Uh, had a bunch of friends out there. I got way too wasted, way too drunk, uh, but I had a good time. Did you really? You seemed like you were doing all right. Well, not drunk. I think I got way too high. Yeah. I got really quiet. It's the combination. I got really quiet. It was like, Kevin, are you okay? <laughs> Smiley, though. I'm just high, man. I had a good time. <laughs> Leave I, me alone. I had a really good time. And then uh, just hung out um, Saturday or on my birthday, kind of low-key day, a little bit of a hangover, had dinner with some friends over at Boca de Beppo's, and then- Oh, uh, God. So much food. Yeah. My coolest thing that happened to me this week is I got a new f***ing job, though. I got a new day job, so- I'm going to be leaving Bellevue for the for uh, a job that's actually Hooray! a 10-minute walk from my house. So If I had some canned applause, I would totally play it right now. But right? Uh, so, Unenthusiastic <laughs> clapping. Dot, yeah. dot MP3. 
I uh, I previously worked for my day job in like insurance. I was like a mail guy, and now I'm going to be working in a uh, a warehouse for a company called Dusty Strings that actually makes yeah. um, they make really really ornate, beautiful harps. It's a world renowned company located and, in the Northwest. Yeah, and hammered dulcimers. So I'm going to be the uh, shipping and receiving guy. They only have one. They opened it there. It's actually a position that they're creating. Um, and so, yeah, I found it on Craigslist. I had like three hour and a half interviews and I got the job. I took it and now I'm f***ing stoked. So we oh, were busting sorry. your balls for being the guy. Like if you get one Nick in that f***ing oh heart, my God, yeah. you're going to be the one scrubbing toilets with a toothbrush. I got to be seriously, Dog. seriously anal about that stuff. But I'm also going to be learning how to wind string because, uh, they're not going to, you know, I mean, they have maybe three orders, four orders a day for these right. instruments. You they're know? not, like, flying off the shelves. Exactly. Um, so, you know, they're going to have me do various other things, and I'm going to be learning how to wind string. So kind of stoked about cool. that. That yeah. rules, man. It's a new chapter. It is. And then you uh, wrestling was last night, right? Yep, wrestling yeah. was f***ing sick. Uh, it's a thing called 3-2-1 Battle. It's an underground kind of DIY and, uh, you know, kind of under the radar wrestling uh, federation that our our friend Cody does uh, <clears throat> He does guest commentary for every, or not guest commentary, he does commentary. He's the commentator. Color play-by-play. Yep, it's like they have like $1 beers, a real ring. It's right underneath the Black Lodge, if you know what that is. That's another kind of underground thing we can't talk too much about or give the address to. First rule about Fight Club, shut the f*** up. So just look up 3-2-1 Battle <laughs> if, you, if you're interested. It's uh, really fun and goofy and the gimmicks are ridiculous. Like, they have two waiters fighting uh, two flamboyantly gay uh, guys with ga- g- gimp masks. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, it was good times. And then, also, I wanted to say that Ian and I are going to be going back to KGRG on Thursday as our man Tra- uh, Trevor has been hosting Dead Air for a little while, uh, the old college radio show that we started. Um, in what is it, 11 years now? Yeah, it's the 11-year anniversary, so... Whoa. Ian and I are going to be going up there wild? and co-hosting yeah. Dead Air. And I got to say, uh, I'm f***ing stoked that he has continued on. It took a little bit of a hiatus, so it's an 11-ish year anniversary. But I, gotta... I mean, it changed times. Yeah. It changed times and days. It's still the same spirit, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And it's really humbling and cool and f- rad to like look outside of it and realize that like <laughs> I started something that's now bigger than me and will live on for a long time hopefully and it, it's really it's really neat i mean yeah dead air is something you started we perpetuated and it's now like we don't really have anything to do with right. it right i mean we support it and we will be on it but yeah it's f-ing sweet and so. honestly dude i think they are doing he does a better job than we did yes <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more current at Thank least you. <laughs> the last couple of years when we were doing it so oh, yeah i got you okay when i was uh driving back I went with Cricket over to his parents' house sure. for Easter brunch or Easter feast mm-hmm. uh, a few months ago when we were in Leavenworth. Uh, I saw this and I had to grab it for you. It's just been sitting on my in my living room. I don't know if they make these anymore, but check this out. Yeah. So I just gave Kevin a CM Punk hey action figure. This rules. Whoa. You know what's funny is this is really nerdy sounding, but I have ten CM Punk action figures, and I don't have Tight. these ones. I don't have the one with these tights. See? I collect the different colorways there of his tights. <laughs> New in the box. <laughs> yeah, they don't make CM Punk action figures anymore. That's for sure. If you've been yeah, to, uh, thank you. Yeah, so cool. if you've been to the Leavenworth Toy Store right next to the hat shop in yeah. there, there was like a bunch of. 
Yes, knickknacks and like a row of old. I could what I could tell was old, obviously wrestling toys that had been there for a while. Nobody had, was buying them. That mm-hmm. rules. There was like a Rey Mysterio and some other one, uh, Undertaker and a couple other ones. Hell yeah! So there thank you, go. you. Yeah, you're welcome. Cool. I'll play with. So him. let's. Uh, oh, you're gonna. Are you gonna take it out of the box? Yeah, I'll take it out of the box. Oh, you're gonna put it right back in that box. It's not gonna be mint in box. Sorry, guys. <laughs> He's going to do some backflips off the top rope. I guess we should talk about metal now. I guess, yeah, that's what we're here for, supposedly. Flush God Apocalypse has got a new record coming out. It's going to be called King. These guys are from Italy. They, uh, they're pretty f***ing grindy, man, for being so sim- symphonic. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They said it's going to be coming out early 2016 via Nuclear Blast Records. So they're probably working on it right now. And uh, it'll be out early next year. Okay, Lamb of God reveals the fourth track from their record, Stir Um Drang. It, uh, it's called Embers. And uh, yeah, it features Chino Moreno from Deftones. And you can stream it via the YouTube, or you can listen to it a little bit right now. Yeah, Obviously, I'm going to play, uh, play it long enough for it to pick up, and then I'm going to skip to the part with Chino in it, because that's obviously the cool part of the song. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to skip ahead. Obviously, these guys are going to be back in the Northwest August 23rd at White River for Painting the Grass. Yeah. I dig that, man. I know. I like that, too. I think they picked a really good spot and a perfect song for him to be on. So That's neat, dude. Yeah. I think that's probably my favorite one that they've put out so far, or the new ones. Uh, The one we played last week, that was pretty good, too. I can't can't remember. Dude, last week, I was in Whidbey Island getting... Annihilated, and I listened to Metal Shop as we hotbox a car. Is nice, that, that's gotta that feel good. Weird thing, it like, was weird. To Metal Shop, hearing you guys talk about how I'm getting old and turning thirty, I was like, "You guys, you guys, I'm going to Whidbey Island." Thanks, Tim. <laughs> All right, uh, second uh, post. We've been talking about this. I know Kevin before last week, but last week kind of like broke out about the Metal Allegiance project. Uh, they play. They had a new song. Uh-huh. And this this is the second webisode that they have. There's like 50 people involved with the project. I'm just going to let them speak for themselves. See what they say. Let's hear it. Available worldwide September 18th. First layer. 
Slayer meets yeah. Sabbath. Yeah. Hole, hole in the... Slabbath. Slabbath. Mike Portnoy going off. Troy was another one that, like, as soon as we wrote this song, I remember hearing his, his voice. Because so many Mastodon songs are in that kind of, like, 6-8 triplet feel. Yeah. The, the riffs remind me a bit of Testament, but That's a lot of Mastodon as well. And I totally heard Troy on this. It's Troy from Mastodon. Alex Skolnick. calls for a banana track definitely you're gonna want that banana I'm telling you you're gonna want the fucking banana in the track so man I look forward to it once again they're teasing your dick listen for the banana banana track banana track has nothing to do with banana phone <laughs> there's <laughs> Yeah, that just got stuck in your head, didn't it? Yeah. I'm not even going to go there. All right, Jill Janis just released a, a, an interview uh, that she did. I can't remember. Oh, with uh, Revolver. Revolver. Thank you. God damn it. It's the one word that's like highlighted that I just can't read. Revolver magazine still exists. Huntress is a band still. They got a record coming out on, uh, on the 25th of September called Static. And she mentioned that she has uh, been... Re- Successfully recovering from a surgery to remove uh, early stage cancer in her uterus. She had a hysterectomy, which uh, if you don't know what that is, that's uh, take it all and uh, get it out of me. All of it. My uterus, my ovaries, fallopian tubes. Take it all and get it out. So the whole package. Yeah. Damn. So it's a big deal. I mean, it's the kind of thing for though. once you discover... Something like that in one part of your, you know, female reproductive system, it spreads so quickly. Yeah. So a pre, you know, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like um, preventative. Preventative measure would be to just, you know, remove it. Damn. Yeah. So there you go. That's normal. No more, no more worrying about birth control. Uh, I don't know. Silver lining. Yeah. I, guess <laughs> I don't so. know. Uh, the band Alcest is from France, and so it's 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 rare that they get to come over here. Uh, Alcest is definitely on the whole like kind of shoegazy post black metal sound. Uh, Niche is kind of a genius as as far as that sound goes. Uh, big fan of Alcest, and also uh, the old Silver Key is a band he's in. He's in several other projects, um, but uh, if you're oh Amiswa, that's another band he he does. But uh, uh, he, they're going to be coming to town and the Crocodile on October second as part of their their uh, U.S. tour, they're actually, it's not even a U.S. tour, it's a world tour because they're starting in Mexico City on oh, September right on. 19th and ending in Philadelphia on October, so they're going to be making it, making it over to the United States and Mexico. It'll be cool to see Alcest again. New Hate Eternal, another new song, Zealot, Crusader of War. Eric Rutan obviously is the dude uh, behind uh, producing, mixing, mastering so many other awesome metal records and finally gets a chance to put out some of his own music. They got a new record coming out. Uh, do, 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 um, Seasons of Mist. It's going to be August 21st. So here's a little piece of it. Nice.
Sounds like uh, death metal. You know, I uh, I really got to give it up to Hate Eternal for always having wicked, wicked album covers. All the artwork for that band is always just really top tier and on point. And uh, th this one's especially cool. Kind of like a backpacker ripping the pages out of a Bible. In the it looks like a dude that was, yeah, is or a guy that's wearing wings, ripping yeah. pages out of a Bible, <laughs> stack of Bibles. Yeah, man. Freaking pretty, pretty brutal. Damn. Cool stuff. Prowler in the Yard is getting the uh, the remaster work over. Um, there, it's going to be coming out in a deluxe reissue. It'll be happening in September. Um, do we have a... Is there a sample of that? Yeah, here's a trailer, a trailer if you want to. <laughs> Sounds about right. Deluxe edition. Two hundred fifty copies of the silver vinyl only. Very cool. Oh man, that remastering—it <laughs> does make a huge difference. Dude, that record is so good, though. Picture Shorter is so cool. Yes, they are. Yes, they are, Kevin. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Do 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 do. Cattle decap. Uh, they have just posted a 15-minute documentary uh, about their new record, The Anthropocene Extinction. Dude, be before you hit play on this... I'm, I'm not even going to hit play on it because it's 15 minutes long. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking at this stack of amps and the shot that it's paused on, and he's just got four of the top-tier most wanted... Yeah, those are the records, like or the, the ones you'd want to The make. heads, yeah, yeah, and just, just all stacked on top of each other, on top of one cab. Just what is that? It's a triple wreck. I don't. I can't tell what the second one is. Uh, the third one's a 5150... And then uh, the signature series and the the bottom ones, uh, one of the new EVH 5153s, which actually sound freaking roaring. Um, yeah, I haven't heard those. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure what that second head uh, is. Kind of yeah, looks like a Randall of some sort. Baron? Is it say Baron? I can't tell what it says. It's just too far away. Yeah. Oh, we got stumped. Stumped on our gear knowledge. I thought I thought you guys were cool. Shut up, Kevin. I don't know what the. You guys are talking October about. October 28th, Seattle <laughs> Studio 7 Cataclysm is coming back to town with Belphegor. Yeah. Hell yeah. Belphegor be rules. Uh, it's kind of, it's going to be called, oh, they have their new record of Ghosts and Gods. We've been playing a couple songs off of it. It's awesome. I would expect nothing less from Cataclysm. The new Belphegor record they put out last year is pretty good too, so uh, be there October 28th, a couple of days before October, and I can't believe we're already talking about that. The guy from Belphegor loves Seattle because he... Likes to have sex before he Von goes on Minot. stage. <laughs> Minot. Yeah, my buddy Tom used to run uh run stage assistant on the on at Studio Seven. He used to work there. And one of the days when Belfagor was playing in Seattle, they have a back room that my band used to use as a band practice space. And he walked into the back to go grab the dude because he the whole band's on stage waiting for they're like, All right, man, we're ready to play. And he opens this this side room door and he's just fing this girl yep. on the table. And he's like, hey, man, your band's waiting for you. He just turns around looks at him, still f***ing the girl. Von Minute! Von Minute! Von more minute! And uh, Tom just goes, all right, man, just shuts the door and keeps going. <laughs> That's all I can think of Belfagor. Von Minute! Von Minute! Von more minute! 
October twenty eighth, man. God. Studio seven. It's gonna all. It's gonna happen all over again. Ryan, you could be that lucky girl. Uh, one more minute for the beard. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Night ruined. <laughs> Is that too much? Ugh. Yeah, I finally fucking <laughs> got there. <laughs> Wonder was wondering how long it was gonna take. So this dude from a band called Hexus was arrested for wearing a bullet belt on a public bus. Wow. Yeah! Uh, and, yeah, so was this in Boston? It's like the most metal thing that can happen yeah, to somebody. Basically Boston. Cambridge and Harvard over in that area, yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, so he boarded the bus what appeared to be a military-grade ammunition strapped around his waist. Passengers started calling 911. Oh, my God. <laughs> the He's driver punk, stated dude. passengers were in a panic, fearing that the suspect was about to pull out a weapon. Because he looks like a f***ing terrorist. The suspect later identified as Kevin Young, 26, of Watertown, which is right where the Boston bombing dude was. Yeah. So I guess I kind of get it, but yeah. at the same time, f***ing seriously. First Boston puts that ban on moshing, and then this happens. It seems like two or three times a year we hear about some story about... Boston just really not liking metal. Just being really pricky about it. The bus was stopped by police, at which time it was discovered that the ammunition was fake. Shocking. Uh, Offers recovered 69 replica bullets in all. The suspect was wearing what was described as spiked fighting gloves and spiked leather bracelets. So he probably just fell into the wrong side of a hot topic, really, is what happened to this guy. That's what you should arrest him for. Honestly. But, oh, he looks like, okay, if this would, this looks like one of the tamer dudes just walking around Capitol Hill right yeah. now. Yep. He's like a hipster black metal dude. He looks like my buddy Garrett. He looks like Rick from Theories with some shitty stupid gloves on. <laughs> Maybe Rick needs to start wearing <laughs> stupid gloves. <laughs> Police said, based on the totality of circumstances, uh, including confirmation that the cartridges on said belt could not and weren't intended to be fired, prosecutors dismissed the charges at arraignment in Brighton Municipal Court. Wow. We... (laughs) What would you do? What, what, what would you do? What would you say? A, to the people on the bus as you're getting dragged out. I'm B to the driver and C to the cop who's just like obviously a fucking cop who's trained in weapons and how to use them would just go not real do we have to arrest this guy seriously good job Watertown what you would yell is you're all gonna pay you're all gonna (laughs) fucking pay like yelling bomb on an airplane (laughs) what he should have done is just like immediately everyone the first is I picture it as a thing where some woman just like looks over, points at the belt and just go like jaw hits the floor, eyes get real oh, wide and MG! just <laughs> He should have just started going Slayer! 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 Oh uh, no, dude, that <laughs> See, honestly, there's really un there's no good ending to that, obviously. Uh at all. So. No, you too. He should have started yelling, you too. Like, blame them for it. He started you know? uh, start singing some tears for fears and be like, <laughs> man, I'm sorry. I <laughs> repent. So, uh, Wasp has a new album coming out. <sighs> Blackie Lawless. Yeah, that is uh, going to be a thing. Kind of a weird black metal looking cover, kind of. Huh. Yeah. Don't really it also know looks like it was made on some 1998 clip art software. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's going to be coming out on October 2nd. It's going to be called Golgotha. 
So we'll uh, see how that goes. Golgotha, the place where Christ was crucified. Hebrew for the place of the skull. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. See if it's actually heavy. I don't know. The thing is, like, and I know this is really f***ing petty to say or even mention. In fact, I I feel terrible about it, but I already started the sentence, so I might as well finish it. Mm. The the pictures of Blackie Lawless, he looks like a dead body that's been floating in the ocean. It's pretty bad. Now I gotta look it up. Like, it's gross. Like, it's f***ing, like, Crypt Keeper scary. It's weird. It's like Courtney Love. You're weird. Oh, what the f? Dude? I'm trying to like make comparisons, but it it, it like it, it actually frightened me. Like you I wouldn't like want to sh- take children to the show. Don't you have some money for some Botox? What the f? It's dude? the one time I would advocate for it. I don't know. I'm not trying to dwell on that. I'm just I had to had to get it off my chest. New animals as leaders. I guess new, new old. Uh, they got a new unreleased song called Kalimba, which is on the encore edition of their. Their self-titled 2009 debut record. So uh, they're reissuing that now on Prosthetic Records. And this is a a song that they never released before. So play a couple minutes of this. Kind of trippy. been halfway. I need to go back and listen through this record again. This is rad. That panning is wild. Yeah, it's awesome. Just moving around. Left and right. It's a lot better than that new wasp. (laughs) That I haven't even heard yet. Yeah, if you sat down with this and a set of really nice headphones and a bong or even something stronger than that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, smoke some DMT. Listen to this. Should be a warning. You got some? <laughs> yeah, right here. You ready? You been hanging out with Joe Rogan lately? <laughs> Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah, we've been eating fish sandwiches. Fish sandwich. Fish sandwich. <laughs> All right, there. Well, it's animals as leadersy as you would expect. <clears throat> so, Amorphous from Finland has a new record coming out called Under the Red Cloud. It's going to be the follow-up to their 2013 record Circle. And uh, they have a song called Death of a King. And it, I, when we played it on Metal Shop, I know Ryan and ca- everybody kind of looked around and they were like, what the hell? Not what we were expecting, necessarily. That sitar. Nice.
kind of uh, cool that they were using that sitar to just run the whole lead line. Totally. Yeah, man. <laughs> there you go, Ryan. Yeah, there there go. you are. I dig it. So, New Amorphous. I like their last record a lot. It definitely didn't sound like this, but I like this. Yeah. You know, Amorphous is really one of those bands that keeps kind of pushing in different directions and trying new things and... You know, sometimes it works, sometimes not so much. But you know, I, I I'm kind of digging where they're going with this one. You know, yeah, it's, I'll take it's, it. It's sweet. I'll take I'll, it. Yeah, say yes. yes, yes, just say yes to amorphous. Um, yes. Something that I found kind of interesting is uh, Dave Lombardo, the former Slayer drummer, has a exhibit of Rhythm on Canvas, which is uh, essentially artwork that was inspired by his rhythms. Uh, it's an RSVP only event in New York City, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of interested because uh, it's it's a two hour exhibit where he has twelve pieces in his collections, uh, and. He, yeah, I don't know. So he, what? Okay, so here's what happened. So Ryan, you know what happens when a drummer takes brushes and plays with brother like brushes, literally yeah, drum yeah, brushes. Yeah. It's a it used a lot in jazz music to just use something that just makes it softer and not as loud. Mm-hmm. So what he did is he took his brushes, dipped them in paint, and then laid out rhythms on canvases like a drummer would, like on a snare drum, uh-huh. except for on a canvas, and so created, you know. Lombardo's rhythms on canvas. Huh. So that's, that's really interesting. That's what he's selling. That's kind of a cool concept. Like I, I'm, I'm into it. Like, can yes. I buy uh, Rain and Blood? Yeah, <laughs> Rain and Blood. <laughs> you know, that's what it looks like on I'm, canvas. I'm really curious to see what that would look like. And I, and I'm watching through this, uh, this uh, DVD um, debut thing that they have, and they are not actually showing any of the pieces. It's just kind of some pictures of him drumming. Um, which is insanely frustrating and epic blue balling. Yeah, because they don't <laughs> but, want you to just yeah, steal it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm into it. I I check it out. Yeah. Sounds like a good afternoon to get baked and <laughs> go look at some art, man. Check out some Here's art. Here's the thing, man. like, yeah, I bet you could just sit down and talk to him about it too, and be like, here, hit this. Be like, all right, man, let me sit down and paint you out a canvas real quick. <laughs> Like he's like the Bob Ross, like the metal Bob Ross, <laughs> literally. The clouds, man. <laughs> Check this out. The clouds. Gotta love Bob Ross. So Corey Taylor just started recently talking about uh, the band's new members. Mm-hmm. Remember, because it was such a big deal for a long time that it was like it's a secret. We don't want to make it a big deal. And then that drum tech posted that video, that picture on Instagram. Right, it and ruined then... his career. Really? Nobody is ever going to hire that guy Are you again. Serious? Yeah. Is he been like blackballed from Oh, I'm sure. Like I don't I don't have to see an update on that. I'm I'm sure letting a cat like that out of the bag, <clears throat> you're screwed. Corey Taylor goes on to say in a in the podcast with Chris Jericho. Talk is Jericho. He says uh touring with the new members has been killer. It's been really really good. It's been cool to watch them come out of their shells because at first they weren't sure how far to go. I mean, that's the respect level. Imagine being the new guy in Slipknot, first of all. exactly. He says, they're so respectful and they dig what we're doing so much, they don't want to cross any boundaries, but they're having a really good time. So we're like, let's step it up. It's time. It's time. Start start to get into it. So Alex, our bass player, he's into it, and he started to kind of come up to the front, really started to own it. Jay's just started to take it up, and yeah, man, it's been really good. Jay, obviously, Jay Weinberg on drums, the son of Max Weinberg. Yeah, 
Dude, Max so Weinberg sure from Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band. Yeah. He says, last night we hadn't played in seven weeks. We went on stage, and I mean, we could have we could stop on a dime. It was incredible. So I, I really kind of am looking forward to seeing that at, at Painting the Grass. And I, I'm obviously underplaying that. It's going to be fucking awesome to see that at Painting the Grass. Yeah. And have that be like the headlining act. Absolutely. The main, like the heart of Painting the Grass this year. Slipknot is killer live. Whether you like them or not, they put on an incredible show. Uh, one thing that I found interesting about it is Corey said that uh, Jay Weinberg was the only person that they tried out. They didn't try anyone else out. He kind of knew that he wanted Jay Weinberg to be in the band. So Sweet. Interesting. He listened to all the stuff he did with Madball and was like, F- yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> this is hard. Listen to the Against Me record, I guess. All right. So Fear Factory has a new record coming out called Genexus. Uh, Gene Hoagland has been formerly a member of this band uh, on several records. And the thing is, is that Fear Factory chose to go with a drum machine, apparently, on the new record. Hmm. And I guess Gene Hoagland doesn't like that very much. I guess he doesn't like being replaced by a computer. Well, he's, he's got some choice quotes about that. Do you, do you mind if I read these? Please do, because I think he's right on. So Hoagland says, uh, somebody like Rob Zombie or somebody like that, if it's just this droning disco drum sound anyway, use a drum machine. Who cares? Nobody listens to Rob Zombie to check out the drummer. But if you've got a band like Fear Factory or a band like Slayer or a band like Testament, you're not going to have a drum machine playing for you and be taken seriously. So, hey, Fear Factory tried it. They saw how seriously they got taken, and now they're using a real drummer. So I'm stoked at the fact that uh, Dean Castronovo from Journey, of all bands, is playing on the upcoming Fear Factory record, Genexus. Oh, okay, so that's the yeah. deal. And uh, he's playing a track or two on there, he, I hear, and he says, I'm, it's going to be awesome, I can't weird, wait to hear his tune. And he goes on to say, uh, when people ask me about Fear Factory, I sometimes think, why are you asking me about Fear Factory? And then they mention Mechanize, and I'm like, oh, Duh. I can't explain the mental block that I have. I just kind of blocked it out. And um, he kind of talks in this interview about how he just, it's just one of those bands and it's nothing that they don't know that he just really didn't give a flip about. Like, he didn't know any of their material before joining the band. He hasn't kept up with anything that they've done since leaving the band. And uh, he goes on to say, um, uh, they would say in practice when they were saying, hey, man, do you know this song? Can we jam this in rehearsal right now? And I'm like, yeah, pull it up on an iPad real quick or on an iPod and let me hear it for five minutes and I'll play it back for you. And if you want to kick it, kick into it right now, this second, I don't know your material, dude, so I'll have to learn it. Right. and Because uh, that's part of getting into a pro- band or a project. Or yeah. Whatever. I mean, and you're talking about a drummer that is on such a superior level. I remember right. talking... Well, Talking to him during the Death TTA stuff, and he was saying, he's like, yeah, I had to relearn these songs on the airplane down here. And it's like... The, the but dude, he can. Yeah, he can. It's, so, it's, two points I wanted to make on this before we're done with it. The first, the first quote that he said is what is the most important part of this article, in my opinion. He says, uh, I'm always like, I don't care what kind of drum machine you use. I will kill your drum machine. If you have a drummer like myself at your disposal... Yet you're going to go with a drum machine? I don't understand the thought process behind that. And that's not him being like, I'm the best drummer ever. It's, I'm a human, and I've f***ing taken a lot of time to learn how to play drums well. Don't replace me with a goddamn computer. Yeah. That's Fear Factory for you. And then second of all, the point that I wanted to make is that last week we talked about Dean Castronovo from Journey beating the 
his girlfriend and going to jail when he was high on meth. Remember that? That's the guy playing on the new Fear Factory record. Oh, God damn it, dude. Way to choose a winner. So think about that. Guess he just isn't going to stop believing. <laughs> that, but he's the guy on these new songs we've been playing on Metal Shop. Oh, God damn that's it. That's gross. I wonder if he hit that meth pipe and he's like, I'm going to hold on to this feeling. Dude, stop with the journey jokes. Not funny, <laughs> I bro. said no more journey psych outs. No more journey psych outs. Basketball. Steve Perry. <laughs> Steve nice. Perry. Definitely a very strange kind of a news piece this past week. There's this troll. He's like famous for being troll. He calls uh, himself, what was it, like the shitter? The, the something shitter? Uh Naked church shitter. He has like a YouTube channel. Yeah, Naked church right. This guy who was seriously, he, he got in trouble because on the Jimmy Kimmel show a while back in May, he caked Adam Levine from Maroon Five <laughs> with powdered sugar, which was kind of funny, but still kind of f-ed up. And he was arrested for it. He's just a he's just a troll. He just tries to mess with people, get a, like 15 minutes of fame. And this past week in Pomona, California, Danzig was performing uh, with Pennywise on his current tour. And Danzig has this strict, like, no phone policy, which, whether you feel like it's stupid or not, it's it's something that Danzig requests. He doesn't like it. Yeah. And so this dude, da- uh, Navid Farsi, is a 28-year-old guy, uh, he's known for being a troll, and he, and he, and he f- uh, photographs Danzig on stage, he gets a video of- He gets right in there, yeah. Of Danzig taking the phone from him. Later on, he seeks out Danzig on his tour bus, and he's talking to Danzig, talking to Danzig, and he busts out the camera, and he's, he's like- just flaunting it in front of uh, Glenn's face, tries to take a picture, and Glenn fucking chokes him out. He's like, what? This is what you were expecting, right? Well, you're gonna fucking get it. That's him, like, right, sticking right, you don't it. don't like being photographed? No. Oh, God. Get choked out by dancing, dude. Hey, man. What happened? Hey. He's being an ass. I'm here. Hey, hey, man. Take his camera. Take his camera. Hey, man. Hey, hey, man. You're hey. me out. Danzig, stop killing me. I yeah, love so this what shit. happens is that he walks up to Danzig and goes, Hey, Danzig, I hear you don't like being photographed. And then takes his phone and goes, Right in and out of his face. <laughs> Like, zooming in and out, like, right into his face. So Danzig goes, f*** that, and just chokes the dude out with his, like, python Danzig arms. Man. And I love that eating grin he's got on his face as Danzig headlocks him, just like, oh, yes, best response. I suppose. Dude's just Because you could sue him for that. Yeah. You totally could. I mean, arguably, you're all up in his face, though. Uh, bottom line, you just got choked up by Danzig. It's crazy that bucket list. There is <laughs> there are people that are like professional trolls. That's like a thing now. Hey Danzig, because here's the thing: Danzig was standing in the door of his bus, kind of just talking to like fans and people, being a nice and, guy. Yeah, and just and he has a big smile on his face, just hanging out. And then this guy walks up and like does this, and yeah. instantly he's like, "Nope, I go into choke out Danzig mode." He's probably like reliving the moment of uh, Northside Kings, like punching him out. So he's like, F- it. Well, I don't know. I, obviously, that guy's never, he's never going to ever live that down. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily something I want to dive deep into. Just reading a couple of like news titles. 
This one kind of speaks for itself. Philip Anselmo says super joint lineup changes won't affect affect band sound. I think that kind of speaks for itself. And if you didn't hear in the last couple of podcasts, uh, super joint ritual is getting back together, but it's just called super joint because it's not the original members, so to speak. It's Phil and a couple of, and one of the original guys, and then the other two guys from Phil and Phil Anselmo and the illegals. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, he's saying that they're still going to sound like super joint, the super joint, you know, you remember the, uh, the quote that we got out of Phil when we asked him about Superjoint when he was up here? Just, nope, yeah. no more drug music no. for the kids. No more drug well, core for I'm the really, kids. I'm really glad that we're going to have more uh, drug core from the kid because <laughs> I'm pretty goddamn into I it. I love Superjoint. All their songs start with, one, two, one, two, three, go. <laughs> mm, at least Perfect. 50% of them do. Man, I used to kill so many zombies on Left 4 Dead to that video. Oh, that's that album. Great. That first that's su- great. That first Superjoint record, that was my soundtrack to that. That's perfect. I need one, to go two, one, two, that. three, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have, you, have either of you guys ever had the Iron Maiden Trooper beer? Never. It's good, man. It's. it's I know neither it's not, one of you guys are drinking right now. Or It's it's not really top tier, Ryan's but it's, drinking. it's pretty good. And I'm, occasionally I'll have one or two. He's drunk as f***. I'm, I'm right now. Tossed. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I know they sell it at El Corazon at the it, bar. You can nice, get it there. dude. Really? It, it's, yeah. it's not bad. No, trooper I, in a bottle. First time I mentioned it, uh, Benny just without even without even saying anything, he's just like, "Dude, check this out." Yeah, drink it. Um, so what happened is that just this last week, uh, they celebrated 10 million pints sold. Holy! The Iron Maiden Trooper beer. So in uh, in in. In just in two years, although that is worldwide, they're Iron Maiden. Of course, they wield some kind of like heavy metal power. I'm pretty sure one of those fucking guys literally sold their souls of the devil because everything they do is just gold. Uh, they are going to be brewing a brand new beer in celebration. It's going to be called Trooper Six Six Six. Nice, and it's going to be made available around the world starting October first. So after that, like right around the fall, you'll see it. The 4.7% alcohol version was the Trooper. This one's going to be 6.6%. Oh, nice. Of course. Sounds good to me. So they wanted to make a stronger beer, and now you got it. Iron Maiden, giving you what you want. We are not the only people, well, we are the only people, but we're not the only, like, uh, you know, mammals that enjoy extreme metal because uh, sharks also do. Uh, Great white sharks love extreme metal, and uh, it was found by Discovery Channel's Shark Week special, Bride of Jaws. Uh, they they played the <laughs> so band good. Darkest Hour to attract sharks while searching for a massive great white. Um, so they essentially what they found out, that the thick tones of extreme metal, quote-unquote, including low death growls of the vocalist, guitars are typically tuned lower than higher as well as the intense blast beats of double bass drums simulate the low frequencies of dying animals so that playing metal for sharks (laughs) is like ringing a dinner bell like death metal literally literally death metal (laughs) that's so badass so yeah play some metal for some sharks this uh, really great device here, and uh, this like is like a big lollipop. Yeah, look, this is a military underwater speaker. Typically, with acoustic attraction, it appeals to two key senses in the shark: both the internal ears, which they have, and also the ability to pick up low-frequency vibrations, which they pick up down their lateral lines. So you're telling me you pull in sharks by playing music? This could just be our secret weapon. 
Is the sound gonna bring it in? I'm curious. Maybe it likes music. Sharks feel sound through detectors that extend along the body. This gives them an acute sense of where the sound is coming from and allows them to hone in on their prey. Cue the sweet shark footage. Okay, I'm ready. Let's try your favorite tune. Matt believes the best music to attract big sharks is death metal. <laughs> All right, let's just try some Darkest Era. <laughs> That's awesome. They're standing in a shark cage underwater listening to Darkest Hour. The dense tones of heavy metal simulate the low frequencies of struggling fish. Melodic death metal. Holy f***. <laughs> oh, look at that thing! It's huge! It resonates like a dinner bell. Going the straight to the speaker. Soon arrives, and circles the cage. He's moshing. Caught in a shark mosh. Soon after, another shark enters the area. This one, over 14 feet. And he gets his first shot of a massive white. Awesome. Sharks love death metal, dude. I feel like that's like some kind of weird Spicoli to say. Sharks love death metal, dude. But it's actually true. Yes, apparently. So don't listen to your fucking death metal when you're swimming around in the ocean. I want to know what that what the second riff was. I couldn't figure out what the. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, some, something kind of genty. I remember trying to figure it out last week. I couldn't figure it out. Uh, what were we, we were talking about the High on Fire guitar solo contest earlier, uh, and saying that if you want to enter to win, all you have to do is record yourself, you don't have to have the song in the background, so you don't need, like, the sweetest rig ever, but if you want to record yourself playing over High on Fire's The Black Plot, which is a song off their new record, then you could win, uh, one grand prize, which is... Uh, the new record, of course, a new uh, poster from the new record, an MXR carbon, carbon copy, uh, an MXR Phase 90, an MXR six-band graphic EQ, a bunch of strings, a bunch of picks, and some shirts. So hmm. if you got the time and you think you're good enough, I mean, what's it going to hurt? I'm going to start this from right where it's supposed to start. <laughs> Solo over this.
see that why they want a solo of it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I don't know what that's like, 56 bars or something like that. Whew. So it's a good two straight up minute and a half, two minutes worth of solo right there. I want to hear Ryan solo over that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there is a solo that's over it on the record, uh, but it's not that great. Like, it's not very, like, uh, memorable, you yeah. know? It just kind of so- sounds like someone was just like, wait, wait, wait. I think somebody could really rip the shit out of that. So if you want to listen back to it, just pause and listen back a minute and a half. Thanks, Internet. <laughs> so a few metal and rock musicians have weighed in on the old rebel flag controversy. Oh, like the old... Whether or not, you know, it's it's a, a right thing to do to support using the rebel flag or whatnot. Obviously, Ted Nugent had something to say. Kid Rock had something to say. Shocking. They were very outspoken. Uh, Pantera has been well known to use the rebel flag in the past, and uh, their merch company has actually taken down their their uh, rebel flag merchandise. I think which they had two, yeah, like two designs that just got yanked. And uh, recently, uh, Phil and Selma weighed in on it. You can uh, you can actually go to uh, Metal Sucks to read what he has to say. But this week, Vinnie Paul said that uh, he he didn't really have a, a like a vitriolic reaction, kind of like uh, Kid Rock, or but he did say yeah. But he kind of like his true colors show also. Uh, This is his quote. All I'm going to say is it's a big knee-jerk reaction to something that happened. It's unfortunate that people are like that. They want to point a finger at something, you know? Yeah, slavery. Honestly, this country was built on freedom of speech and freedom of expression. And when you can no longer do that, then it no longer based on that, you know? It's a touchy thing, you know? You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. And that's really all I'm going to say about it. I just think that it doesn't follow what the country was built on, what it was based on. To me, that blows. Yeah, it's built on slavery. That's how it is, man. That's how it is, man. Here's the argument. <clears throat> and uh, what I saw earlier today, and I'm not going to dive into some political argument because you both know where I'm coming from. That's all I really give a about. But there was a, a, a petition that recently just got 40,000 signatures in South Carolina to remove the slavery monument. Basically like the African-American equivalent of like the Holocaust memorial. Yeah. Because they argued that, well, hey, if you're taking down the Confederate flag, then you need to remove the slavery memorial, too, because we as white people are offended by that. Because it reminds us of the constant, you know, it makes us feel bad. Here's the deal. Like, you don't get to remove the flag of the oppressor and the oppressed. The people who are oppressed were oppressed. Mm -hmm. You as the oppressor don't get to pretend that you're being bullied and you're being victimized by anything because hey, you're not. So it's just interesting to see. I mean, obviously, it's Pantera. They're from Texas. Yup. It's Vinnie Paul. Like, hell yeah, thrives on that whole southern good old boy. Literally. Like, when we they in- sing about it. When we interviewed Vinnie Paul, there were three, three Confederate flags on the wall in, in that in the room, room. Yeah. when we went in to do the interview. Not one, not two, three. three. One Pantera one, one straight up old school style Confederate flag, and one with Leonard Skinner right up <laughs> right. across the front of the thing. So we, yeah. I, I mean, obviously this radio station is, we play a lot of Southern rock and stuff like that. I mean, you know, there's people of all kinds that listen to this radio station. All I'm saying is that, uh, you know, when you come out and say, 
Uh, it's unfortunate that people are like that. They want to point a finger at something, you know? Yeah, they do, and they should. So think about that, Vinny. That's all I'm saying. That's think all about I'm it. saying. Just think about yeah, it. Yeah, they want to point a finger at something that's f***ed up. You victimized a, uh, an entire race of people for 500 years. So Freedom of speech, brother. It's It's history. It's a fact. It's just... That's what it was. You're on the wrong side of history, <laughs> it's dude. Just that, it's just what happened. That's all I'm saying. Why are you standing up for something like that? Like, just f***ing let it go. I mean, if it's, if, it's your, if it's your defending your culture and your history, that's your culture and your history. So, whatever. Your history sucks. <laughs> on that note, it's time to go into Metal Shop's Brutal Poetry, Too Hot for Radio Lounge. Uh, sometimes we listen to music that's not always metal, and, uh, tonight Kevin's gonna be <laughs> reciting a passage from Brother Lynch's Season of the Sickness, a classic 90s hip-hop record. Oh, it's not hip-hop, it's gangster rap. That's right. <laughs> Whatever, man. Which, Season of the Sickness. Which song are we doing now? Return of the Baby Killer. <laughs> On Metal Shop's Brutal Poetry Lounge, too hot for radio. <clears throat> you better pray. When you see me put that nine up in that... <laughs> cock it back slow. Rock it back and forth. Wait for the... <laughs> then let my trigger go. Boom. <laughs> Guts all over the room. If you ain't seen it, then you're fiending for the meaning. Of that Nina of Doom. That Nina. Two inches in and four inches out, you bike that guy that backed that gat and hit that Indo sack. It's like that. Cannabis sativa got me stuck on stump fool. All it takes is a way, a fat green bud blunt and a stunt. Cause it's that guy that work um and block creep and witness murder baby kill a seed once it'll make you vomit. Guts in a mama's baby, nuts in a bottle. <laughs> Maybe it's common. Biatches keep and and keeping it with they drama. Pop. It's baby killer season. Pop. Put six in the clip. Put it up that and watch them babies' brains drip out that fetus. Bleed. It's that guy that kill him. I'll fill them all full of that sick season. Season of the sickness. Brooding. Got me tripping. For no reason. Guess what daddy's bringing home for supper? <laughs> Nuts and guts and slabs of human meat, mother. mother. Now eat. Cause daddy's working hard for you, Rilla. Killers run around every day. That's why I'm working hard for you, baby. <laughs> now eat. <laughs> Poetic genius. Thanks, Brother Lynch. And I started listening to that when I was nine years old. That explains a lot. I think it does. Thanks, Leland Bailey. Well, do we want to toss on the uh, Sleep Terror interview we did uh, on Metal Shop this week? Hell yeah, and let's play some of that and some other tunes. Sweet. All right, thanks for listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass, episode number 61. Metal Shop 99.9 KISW. If you want to hear something, you can always text us the word Metal Tribe to 77999. Let us know what you want to hear. But oh, yeah. I'm man in the helm, baby. That is not 
the issue at hand. The issue at hand is we have a band in the studio, dude. What yeah, we've been looking forward to this uh, this episode of Metal Shop for quite a few weeks. The return of sleep terror to the airways of the rock. Welcome back, Shreddery. gentlemen. What up? They're like, oh my god! Welcome back to Metal Shop, man. And uh, so we want to kind of just you know explore the basics with both of you guys. Let's just start with your name. Say your name and what you do for the band. I am Luke Yeager. I play guitar and bass and pretty much. Almost everything except drums. I'm Lord Marco, and I just play the drums. So it's a two-man project. Yes. Two-man project of fury. <laughs> That's okay. what I like to hear, man. And uh, so I also wanted to lay out, like, uh, name a few of the bands that you guys have been in over the last few years. I know, Luke, you've been in a few, and Marco, you are a crazy man with your band <laughs> list. <laughs> um, you know, I think when I started out, I, I, I did a, a tour with a band called Vile, which Marco also did some work with um they're from the bay area and uh after that i think i it was in a few you know i was in a local band called hunab Koo for a few years yeah, oh, um, yeah. i still see hunab Koo bumper stickers all over the place man yeah yeah and they were kind of very similar to the style you know very mixed uh hybrid uh, mixture of experimental metal death metal technical music and uh jazz and funk and a lot of weird stuff um I was briefly involved with a few other bands, but uh, for the most part, this has kind of been my baby for the last 13 years. So, uh, Marco, on the other hand, this guy's got like a freaking, <laughs> yeah. he could this write a book a on all this. <laughs> why don't you, yeah. why, I, I, we have like two minutes left to this bed music. Do you have enough time to say all the bands? Yeah, can so, you say it all in two minutes? I think so, yeah. So I'm currently the touring drummer for Six Feet Under, helping out Luke with all, as much as I can too, and then uh, recording artist for uh, Slam Coke. Neurogenic, Anomalous, and then I was in the Faceless and Brain Drill. Um, He's got the list. In front of <laughs> Bunch of other uh, under very underground bands. I recorded drums for Deflesh and Gutted from Texas, and then Gurgolectomy from South America. Gurgolectomy. Oh, Gurgolectomy. Yeah. That's an uh, incredible name. Also, uh, <laughs> Raped by Pigs, also from South America. Raped by Pigs. Wow, that's, that's up in the uh, ante. Incredible. Yeah, and then Abuse from Canada. Nice, that's, dude. That's pretty much all of them. Wow. So you stay busy. <laughs> I try to, yeah. So basically we have a couple of real heavy hitters in here right now. Um, we had Sleep Terror up here last time when you guys were playing at the Highline over on Capitol Hill. But but Luke, you were playing by yourself at that time. You didn't have... You were playing... It was a one-man show. You were the one-man band, dude. You just needed like, army. the bass drum on your back and the tambourine <laughs> on the side. And you would have been doing the whole thing. Yeah, it's uh, it was really fun actually. I think that show was really cool, and um, you know, we were playing with uh, another band from here called Barefoot Barnacle, which unfortunately are not uh, around anymore. Unfortunately, yeah, no. just because of. Um, but yeah, it was you know my friend Jorge, who was not with us anymore. He really, you know, he talked me into doing this by myself. He loved this, the band so much, and he said, "Man, you just need to do this again." and I started doing it again, and uh, you know, I I decided, you know what, I don't really need a live drummer. I could just play this music live, and it's it's so powerful; it'll it'll really still move people. And it Absolutely, did. it worked, you know. And it was really brutal and fun, and um, but you know, I, I'm really happy with the way things are now. Having a live drummer, a human drummer, and it really adds a lot more power. Oh, it's a whole new element. But is he yeah. human? <laughs> are, Lord Mark, are you human? <laughs> That's a real question. Now's your I'm chance. not sure either. Uh, Skynet is self-aware, and Lord Marco is in the studio. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, yeah, let's play a song here. Doug. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this is off of the uh, Unihemispheria, yeah. the new record that you guys have coming out. 
These guys are playing August 3rd at the Highline. We're going to have them in here for a little bit, play some of their favorite songs, play some of their new stuff. This one's called Prodromal Nocturia. You're testing my vocabulary all night. I like it. Uh, If you're hearing this for the first time, you're in the right place. It's Sleep Terror on Metal Shop.
incredible local music my debuted. God. Sleep Terror. That is the goddamn funkiest, heaviest thing I've ever heard in my life. Switching it up all over the place. They are in the studio right now. Congratulations on kicking total ass. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, these guys are playing at the Highline on Capitol Hill August 3rd with uh, Pound, Guns of Barisol, and Devils of Loudon. Devils of Loudon. Somebody's headphones are up too high. That's why that's going on. So, uh, turn it down. Turn, turn, turn my headphones down. Anyway, that's Nobody sleep, says that. Sleep Terror, Prodromal, Nocturia. How do you guys create these masterpieces, and how long have you been working on this specific uh, collection of songs? Well, you know, it's been a while since an official full length was released, and we had, there were some label issues back in the day. I was really young, and I just kind of signed with an indie label. And a lot of these songs are not necessarily something I wrote last year or very new. They were just kind of... I kind of got to a point where I really liked all these specific songs. I wanted to release them properly with uh, some good production and uh, a proper album, you know. And I think it kind of gets lost these days because everything is so digital now that we're, you know, uh, especially when you're not really signed to a label, you don't really think so much in terms of a a tangible CD. But I I really got to that point where, like, you know, I want to put all these songs on a a full record and I'm really proud of them. And uh, um, so, yeah. As you should be. Yeah, that's a... It's a really creative mix, as you were saying. Like that's a really uh, interesting collection of a bunch of different styles. Yeah. So I mean, it's a, it's. A, I think it's a very good, solid full length. I'm very proud of it, and I think it represents exactly the style and the, the formula that represents Sleep Terror and what I, envision putting out there. You know, and um, uh, right now we're writing a an, an EP, possibly a full length that's due out uh, early next year, and uh, we definitely plan to keep. You know, touring and uh, have you had any like uh, label interest? Anybody like being like, "Hey, I heard this. Uh, what you know, are you guys doing?" Not, not, not at the moment right now. It's, it's, and you know what? Honestly, oh, time I, for the metal shop bump, fellas. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care too much about that anymore. I just really want to keep playing and having fun. And um, you know, the politics of music will always they'll never really be in favor of underground music, especially That's the more experimental true. you are. So. Um, I, you know, I say as long as we keep having fun, and uh, you know, this is the music I love to play and and to write. So, um, it, I, you know, I'm still gonna do this forever. I don't really care about label interest. And if That's it happens, awesome. It does, but it's refreshing. Yeah. So uh, I have the physical CD in my hand right now. Unihemispheria. How do if if someone's hearing this for the first time, where do they go to purchase it or or buy it online? Sure, just go to uh, sleepterror.bandcamp.com. All right. And uh, you could stream it there. We're going to have some new merch up there in a bit. Um, we're definitely going to have a, a couple new shirt designs on this tour, and we're going to have an album for sale on this tour as well. And, um, yeah, my, and my email is luke underscore Jaeger dot <laughs> Sorry, Luke underscore Jaeger at hotmail.com. Really? What's your, uh, what's your cell phone number? <laughs> Social <laughs> security <laughs> number. That What's is your driver's uh, license just in thing? case, you know, um, I just put that out there just in case people are confused where to buy merch or to uh, and for know, hot book babes. us or whatnot. But <laughs> August 3rd, these guys are playing at the Highline with Pound, Guns of Barisol, Devils of Luton, uh, Sleep Terror. More from them as we return. It's Metal Shop on the Rock. And we are in studio with a sick band by the name of Sleep Terror. Going to be playing a show at Highline August 3rd with Pound, Ryan the Beards Band. Yo, yo, yo. So, Luke, last time we had you in studio a couple years ago, you played the show by yourself. This year, you're playing here with Lord Marco on drums. Does that mean next year, you guys are going to have a bass player a couple and years from now? And then a vocalist, now, maybe. And then you'll have a violin player. I don't Or is this is this your no. preferred situation with just a couple of guys? Uh, I, I'm really happy with how, this, how it is right now. I think, you know, a, a, a live drummer is definitely... Um, 
it really solidifies a lot of things. But I think, you know, as far as a vocalist, I don't think that'll ever happen. I, I really am not fond of... Uh, I'm very picky with vocals, per se, and I Fair think enough. it doesn't... It, it would never really fit. And we've tried it, and it just it doesn't work for this. And I'm really happy with the music the way it is now without vocals. And uh, uh, as far as a bass player, like, you know, this has been a struggle we've had for a long time. Is It's really hard to find people who can play this stuff as it yeah, is. Yeah, they got to have some chops. Yeah, and, you know... I might I might see a guy who puts up a video on YouTube. He lives in Russia somewhere, right? And he can play this somewhat close, but it's like even then, it's just it's really a struggle. And I'm pretty fortunate that I at least know a drummer or two, someone like Marco, who actually play this stuff. And it's where's, very... where's Jaco Pistorius when you need him? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, where's uh... the reincarnated Cliff Burton? He's hanging out somewhere <laughs> in Enumclaw. Call us. <laughs> It's uh, it's kind of a mixture of uh, preference and just uh, luck and what you have, to, what you are given. And uh, you know, honestly, I think uh, uh, vocals are out of the question. But um, a bass player, we definitely be open to. But it's it's not something I'm holding my breath on right. just because of the the, the skill requirement. So. <clears throat> Um, we're lucky enough, though. You know, you have bands like Animals as Leaders, and a lot of these bands who have uh, backing tracks live, and yeah. they sound really good. Right. And that's what we're doing. We're basically uh, we're using some backing tracks, and uh, we have live drums and me on guitar, and I think it sounds really great. It does, and uh, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. So, what kind of gear are you playing through right now? I know Ryan tossed this in because it's metal shop, man. We all, some of, most of us are instrumentalists, but. What are you playing through? Right now, I'm actually using a, a Roland uh, a GR55, which is kind of a uh, it's a floorboard processor, and I use my MIDI setup through there, which is my pickup, and I, I get some kind of clean sounds and uh, some interesting sounds like sitar and things like that that I can use for some of my effects. So I kind of have that's kind of like my all inclusive preamp, and then uh, I run through a, a Mesa 5050 and a Marshall Cab right now. So cool, uh, nothing too fancy. Oh, but it gets the job done. (laughs) (laughs) It's solid, man. And so we're going to play some Sleep Terror right now. uh, Hypersomnia Rationale off the record. Unihemisphere. Sorry, man. Really trying to, (laughs) you know, get my vocabulary up right now. And uh, in a little bit, we'll be playing a band or a couple bands that Lord Marco also plays in. So we'll be uh, drilling and asking him about that. Hit that Sleep Terror, baby. It's Metal Shop on the Rock of Seattle.
is local metal, grown locally on metal farms all over the Pacific Northwest. Oh, honey, aren't these metal trees beautiful? Why, yes they are. Metal Shop, 99.9 KISW.
a lot of riffage to wrap your head around Metal Shop Tribe. Metal Tribe. Metal Tribe. And we're in studio right now with a band called Sleep Terror, Luke and Lord Marco. You guys are shredders. I think that kind of speaks for itself. Maximum uh, guitar porn. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the weird stuff category. As like a <laughs> as an amateur riff creator, the videos that I see Luke post up online of just playing guitar and bass and stuff, it's one of those that like this makes me want to like throw my guitar out of a moving vehicle at like 60 miles an hour just give up how at what point did i i don't even i'm so flabbergasted how old were you when you started playing guitar man i was about 11 so a long time ago and uh what was the spark for you that was you were like oh i need to get into this I don't know. I think like uh, when I was about five or six, I started getting into a lot of. I was really musically interested in guys like Elton John and Billy Joel and stuff like that. And then as I got into maybe about ten or eleven, I started getting into like Guns and Roses and Metallica. And nice. Just, uh, and then from there, I got more underground and just got deeper into more underground music. And I've always really loved music and lyricism and melody. And I think um, you know that kind of just basically spawned my interest in. Uh, writing and creating music but particularly on the guitar I think it was more of just uh, kind of my love for just like I said uh, once I got into like Guns N' Roses and Metallica and, and, and Faith No More and a lot of those really old school rock metal bands uh, I really wanted to play guitar so I think it kind of started from there What about you Marco? Mister? L- I'm sorry Lord Marco Thank you <laughs> The proper yeah. title uh, Well I started playing drums in third grade and uh, even back then when I tried to start my first band uh, didn't turn out too well. But, <laughs> oh, come on! But uh, I mean, ever since then, as an eight-year-old, come on! <laughs> but I mean, ever since then, uh, I mean, I literally picked up the drums pretty much for no reason because all my other friends were playing guitar. So I was like, sure, I'll just be the drummer. Somebody's got to do it, exactly. And then uh, <laughs> I started taking lessons and mostly played jazz and a lot of Latin music. And uh, as soon as I heard double bass, I was instantly hooked. Oh my god! And I it, have to do yeah, this. What is exactly? That? I heard a blast beat and. I was like 12, was I think, when I first heard it, and ever since then, that's all I wanted to do. It was ruined and saved at the same time. <laughs> do you remember the first yes. blast beat you heard? Yes. What, what was it? This Living Sacrifice Inhabit is nice. the album. So they're a Christian death metal band, which, uh, I mean, I didn't even know at the time, and I, I don't really care either way. Yeah. But uh, that stuff, I mean, that's definitely a, a gem. Dude, I saw them live. It I blew my it. speakers playing a Living Sacrifice record, actually, <laughs> really? so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was I the mean, power of Christ through your I mean, speakers, it's in, dude. It's intense. It's, it's like brutal death metal. It was it was like in 1996 when that album came out, and definitely way ahead of the time. Sweet. So that rules. All right, <laughs> well, uh, gentlemen, we wanted to to tell everybody again. August 3rd at the High Line, you guys are playing uh, with Pound, Guns of Barisol, Devils of Luden. Are you down to stick around with us for a little while? I and mean, we've got three hours of yeah. metal left to play. Sure. Yeah. So we're, I, we want to play some of Lord Marco's bands. Play some more Sleep Terror. Let's play one more song yeah. before we jump into From the Vault. So, we got uh, Anabolic Salvation. Uh, once again, what's your guys' band camp? How can we f- reach you if this is something we're digging on? Oh, yeah. Just uh, sleepterror.bandcamp.com. And then your email address again. Oh, uh, it's just, <laughs> just because. <laughs> I want you to get some weird emails. At hotmail.com. Luke underscore Jaeger. There you go. Sweet. It's Sleep Terror on Metal Shop. From the Vault is next.
This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.